Well, it's good to have you here uh, today, as Matt said. Uh, I'm Brian. I'm one of the pastors uh, here at Northwest. And this is my good friend, Pastor Emmanuel Longelec from Kenya. Pokot Region, Kenya. Yes. Right? Thanks for being here. Uh, thanks for your friendship and for uh, your partnership. And All right, bring it for us. Thank you, sir. Love you, man. Good morning. Okay, uh, well, just say hi to me, please. Uh, it's my first time, and uh, I'm so glad that I am in America. Uh, thank you so much for taking care of me, my wife, and kids. They send their love to you. And uh, it's almost late now in the night. And uh, well, the Lord is good. I want to thank Pastor Brian and the leadership team for praying for me and the entire church. And God has made it to, for me to be here. And this morning, I'm honored to stand before him. The first time to preach in America, and it's a privilege. So, just uh, in the couple of minutes, I want us to open our Bibles, the book of Joshua, chapter number 1, verse 1 to 11. We are going to study uh, the life of Joshua. We all know that the first five books of Old Testament were written by Moses. Genesis speaks about the nation of Israel being born. Exodus, the nation of Israel calls delivering from Egypt to, uh, to Canaan. Leviticus, God speaks about holiness. As he did, those days, God is doing it now for his church to be holy. Numbers, God is God of order. God wanted actually to know the number of the Israelites. Deuteronomy, God is affirming his laws again to the nation of Israel. Now here is Joshua. Moses is dead. You know that Joshua... He said, was a trained military man. He knows very well about war. And he was among those who went to spy the land. Now Moses is dead. And God is speaking to Joshua that take lead and lead the Israelites to capture the promised land. I know very well that taking... Uh, a task or responsibility for your first time is very hard. So, in our lives, when we enter such a kind of situation, we feel like, am I going really to make it? So this morning, I want to share about making our faith reality. I assume that we all know who Jesus is. We have surrendered our lives to him. Now here we are. Ready for the task. And you ask yourself, how am I going to be used by God? Joshua was in that situation to lead this uh, number of people. Now Moses is dead. I don't know how to lead people. So from chapter 1 of Joshua, verse 1 to 11, we are going to see how Joshua 
His life was, if you want to be used by God, just get out the roadblocks which hinders you not to be used by God. And those roadblocks, one of the greatest roadblocks we have as Christians, why doubt? Doubt causes us, or doubt makes us not to trust God. The Bible has so many promises about God saying, I am with you. But when we have doubt in our Christian life, we miss those promises. So it's one of the, it's one of the enemy in the Christian life. Second thing is that it limits our potentiality of knowing or trusting God. We all know doubt. Third, doubt causes you and I to miss God's best in our lives. Maybe all the week you have been doubting and you have been dwelling about your past. One of the tools Satan uses is to take you back to either 20 years, 10 years, 5 years, 3 days ago, and you keep on watching movie in your mind. Oh, my life was miserable. No. We need to let doubt go. So Joshua was wrestling with the doubt. How am I going to lead the Israelites? This is a new task. James chapter 1 verse 6. B. The Bible says, A doubtful mind is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. Most Christians fail to trust God of doubt. So if you want to make your faith reality, my brother and sister in Christ, let doubt go. From today, henceforth, ask Jesus that I don't want to trust, I don't, I don't want to doubt again, but to trust me. Joshua was wrestling about that when he was given a new responsibility. Doubt leads to fear. One of the tools Satan uses to destroy Christians is fear. You fear to pray in public. You fear to worship in, the, uh, in church to kind of rest up your hands. If I rest up my hands and worship, how will everybody see me? Anyway, that's a kind of stuff. So God spoke to Joshua in chapter five, in verse 5 downward. And God commanded Joshua several times, 13 times, that be strong and courageous. So if you want to make your faith reality, at home, workplace, or everywhere. Kind of have that strong. Be strong, brother. Be strong, my sister. And know that, and, and know that God who said he will never leave you or forsake you is the same God. My question is, how many times from January to January have you walked to your neighborhood and shared the gospel of Jesus Christ with them. That neighbor, they are not going to church. They don't know who God is. They are eternally separated from God. And here I'm living here comfortably that I'm a believer and I'm saved. But you have not taken an initiative to walk and share your faith and make your faith reality. We have watched the movie, Jesus, ah, sorry, God is not dead too. You have, watched it, you have watched it several times. I watched it once. And all through, there's a lady 
who stood firm for our faith until the end. I don't know how many of us will stand firm in our faith and make it reality. In Pokotlan, we walk 18 miles, 20 miles, 30 miles. When we walk that way, we don't carry water. We are walking to take the gospel to our Pokot brothers and sisters who are dying because of sin. Sometimes you can sleep in the jungle, no house, no mattress, no blanket, there are a lot of animals around. Well, and you ask God, give me a restful night until the following day. And God honors his work. You sleep like a baby, then you go. That's making faith reality. My wife and I, we go to bed at 10, we wake up 1 o'clock in the morning, and we take one hour prayer, pray for missionaries, pray for our community, pray for our brothers and sisters, and it's like at the first, it was hard. But we made it to be real in our lives. We pray by kneeling. We don't stand, we don't sit, but we'll exercise our knees in prayer. You have watched this movie called War Room. And I encourage you, my brothers and sisters, take time and pray. When you pray, you make your faith reality. So Joshua believed that God is able to make him succeed. Just think of a moment. You ask yourself, how am I going to be used by God? When you read Joshua, chapter number 24, verse 15, here Joshua moved the Israelites to declare their belief in God and their relationship and their faith. So Joshua told the Israelites, choose today whom you will serve. Then down the downward, Joshua said, but as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. That's the kind of Joshua declared his faith before the Israelites. He made his faith reality. And I encourage you that you make your faith reality. Philippians chapter, chapter 3, verse 10. Paul says, as a result, I can really know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I can learn what it means to suffer with him, sharing in his death, that somehow I can experience the resurrection from the dead. Jesus came that we may have life. Now, here is your neighbor. Your classmate, college mate, roommate, workmate, they don't know who Jesus is. And God has given you that opportunity to stay with him or her, and yet you cannot share the gospel of Jesus. Just think of a moment. We have no excuse when we go to heaven. We have no excuse. I have no excuse as a pokot that Wow, our tradition holds this. No, I have no excuse. But you will be held accountable. I will be held accountable of every hour, every minute I spend with a person 
who is an believer. Most of the times, we spend our time doing other stuff. But the same power which saved you is the same power able to save that person. Make your faith reality. Don't be afraid about sharing about Jesus. As you move forward in sharing your faith and making it reality, hold on to the promises of God. God says, I will never leave you or forsake you. When I first graduated from college in 1999, I was posted to a small church, a tree, four families. Here is a guy who is a graduate from Bible school, diploma in Bible and pastoral ministry. And now he was taken to a small church of four families, under a tree. I asked myself, these guys are crazy. I'm a graduate. Okay, walking four hours from my mother's home to the church. After service, going back again, four hours. And you know when we say we walk, if we mean walking. This way. We don't walk this way. We walk this way. That's the kind of walk. Four good hours, my brothers and sisters. But you know what God said to me? I will never leave you or forsake you. From then, the church grew from four people to 60 people. I made myself to know that God will never leave me. And up to today, you have seen so many pictures, videos of Pokot, land, of Pokot people coming to Christ. It's not me. It's not Emmanuel, but him. My being here is not me. It's not my education, but because of him. Make your faith reality. Hold on to God's promises. So there are three things I want to leave with you this morning. As you start your week. Making your faith reality, Joshua did it. And we know that Joshua made a great accomplishment for the people of Israel. You too, you will make it. You too, you will make it. The first thing is, and this, this is what God wants you and me to do as we live our Christian life, as we walk with the Lord, and make our faith reality. Joshua chapter 1, verse 5. God said to Joshua, no one will stand their ground against you as long as you live. That is strength. God will give you strength, my brother and my sister, as you make your faith reality. Second, Joshua 1, 7. The Bible says, and God says, you will be successful in everything you do. You God wants you, my brother, to succeed in serving him. You have gifts. You have talents. God wants you to use those talent, talents for the kingdom. If you want to succeed, make your faith reality. Agree that, God, here I am. Use me the way you want me to be. God wants you to succeed in serving him. The third point is, Joshua 1.9, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. I say that a big amen. 
Because God says he will be with you and me wherever we go. Somehow. 24 hours, 7 days a week, God is ready to support you in any initiative you take in making your faith reality. Think for a moment. Have you made your faith reality to your neighbor? How many people have you led to Christ? I know we, can, we cannot all travel to Africa, but you can travel to Africa. Would you pray and support Pastor Brian Fisher? Isaiah chapter 41, verse 13, God says in his word, I am holding you by my right hand. I, the Lord, your God, and I say, do not be afraid. I am here to help you. He is God. He is ready to help you. If you let doubt go and hold on to God's promises, make your faith reality. God will never leave you or forsake you. Next time I come, I wanted to be taken to places where we can share the gospel of Jesus. Make your faith reality. At home, workplace, your neighbor's school. I know here, you cannot go to somebody's house and knock the door and expect them to open for you. But my brother and my sister, make your faith reality. God wants you to be his ambassador wherever you go. May God bless you. May God uh, keep you. And may the Lord make us to meet again. If we don't meet here in the church, let's meet there at the village preaching Christ and him crucified. And if not there, up there, where we all belong and we long to be. Make your faith reality. Read your Bible. Pray hard. God honors his word and he will never leave you or forsake you. Thank you. God bless you. Let's pray. Father God, creator of heaven and earth, Thank you this morning that you have given us this time. We have learned about making our faith reality. Thank you, Lord, that you will give us strength. You will give us success in serving you. And you will support us in every initiative we take. Bless this church and cause us, God, to hold on to your promises. We love you, Jesus. For you are our Father and our God. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Emmanuel. I appreciate that. Show me again how you walk. I want to just... Uh... No, just kidding. I'm just kidding. You don't have to no, do that. I can do it. I'm ready to... It was funny the other day when uh, Brian picked him up. Uh, actually, he flew into Dulles, and Brian picked him up, and they came here to carry. And Emmanuel said one of the first things he noticed... That there was nobody walking on the streets. And uh, Brian was trying to explain to him that here we walk uh, only for exercise. We don't, we don't walk to go places. We just walk for exercise. And that's kind of funny, right? Because when we're in Africa, everybody's walking. Yes. Right? And they're walking just like that, those big strides like that. That's great.
All right, so we're gonna so we're gonna announce something that we're gonna do that we're gonna be involved in uh, this uh, coming end of November, December, and uh, we're pretty excited about it, aren't we? Yes. Yes. And uh, I last uh, Thursday uh, after Emmanuel got here, I guess he got here Wednesday night, and that Thursday morning he came over to my house and he was very much jet lagged, but I told him he had to sit down and he had to listen to what I was thinking about, and. Um, we sat and talked, and Emmanuel got really excited uh, about uh, some new possibilities for our partnership uh, there in, uh, in Kenya. We've done a lot of things together. In fact, uh, most recently, uh, there was a group of us that went uh, last November, and we had a uh, pastor's conference, and that was just really an incredible time uh, together. Um, we had uh, Emmanuel and about 10 pastors that came in and and I taught them, uh, I guess, four sessions uh, we had. Uh, we talked about biblical church leadership and a lot of uh, different things. And it was just really a, a sweet time together. Um, there was a family uh, here at Northwest that made uh, that conference with those pastors possible, uh, that paid the entire bill in order that we could bring them in and uh, house them and feed them and, and do all of that. And actually, uh, we sent money back with each pastor to get a gift for his wife before he left the city. It was just a really special time together. One thing that they asked is, next time could we bring our wives uh, with us? Um, they don't get an opportunity uh, to do that. And um, so we'd love to do that uh, this fall if God makes uh, funds available uh, for that to happen. We've done a lot of things. We've had teams. There are people uh, right here that have gone to Kenya and have been involved in ministry. Uh, we've sent money for famine relief. We've bought Bibles. And if you'll remember, back in uh, December this year, um, we did a project where you remember the proclaimer uh, that we had, and we took our Christmas offering and we raised uh, right at $10,000 uh, for that. And we got to thinking about how we would do that and how we would buy those and how the villages that we would get them into, uh, and we came up uh, with some other uh, ideas which we want to present to you this morning. So uh, sit back and watch this uh, little three-minute uh, video with us. For years, we've partnered with pastors in Kenya to see the gospel preached, churches planted, and lives transformed in villages throughout the Pokot region. We've built churches, sent teams to train church leaders, equipped pastors, provided food in times of significant famine, and more. But we have bigger dreams, and we're calling it the Joy to the World Project. We actually began this project last December when we invited the Northwest Community Church family to help us send audio Bibles to Kenya. We were overwhelmed by your response as over $10,000 was given. The project has grown since we first announced it and we're excited to invite you into the next phase. The gifts you gave in December will make this first goal a reality as these proclaimer devices, along with written copies of God's word, are distributed to villages. Our partner pastors will help us strategically identify these villages and key leaders who will carry out this vision, sharing the gospel, building relationships, and planting new churches. As we thought about our strategy for distributing these resources, we realized we had an incredible opportunity to expand the impact. We can't possibly do this on our own, but we don't have to. We've already established a significant partnership with a network of churches and pastors in this region in Kenya. 
These 10 pastors are already working together to see the gospel change lives in their villages. And they share our dream of seeing even more lives transformed in their own villages and in villages that are not yet reached. So the second goal of our project is going to be to collect at least 1,000 gifts, similar to Operation Christmas Child, to distribute to children in the villages where these pastors are already working, as well as in the new villages they have identified. Many of you will pack bags full of meaningful and practical gifts for kids and families. Some of you will help us with collection, logistics, organization, and the preparation of these gifts to be taken to Kenya. And some of you will personally deliver these gifts. That's the third part of this project. We need some of you to step out of your comfort zone and go. We're going to bring a team of 30 people with us from November 29th through December 10th to deliver these gifts, encourage the pastors and churches we are already working with, meet practical physical needs in these villages, and help us take the gospel to the ends of the earth. Visit northwestlife.org joy to find out more. Sign up to help us with the logistics and planning of collecting over 1,000 gifts. Apply to join us on this trip. And lastly, please pray with us that we would see God continue to do incredible things in the Triangle, in Kenya, and around the world. All right, so I hope that you got what we're attempting to do. Uh, how many of you have been involved in Operation Christmas Child here at Northwest or someplace else? All right, a good portion of you, many of you. Um, so what we want to do is we basically want to do something very similar with our Pocot churches uh, and also identifying villages in which they would like to plant churches. And uh, so I began thinking about this last fall, and some of you know me well enough to know that uh, Many times when I get an idea in my head, I am slightly relentless at pursuing that particular uh, goal. And, uh, and that's what we did last fall until we realized we were looking at 500 gifts. And we realized uh, after contacting several uh, shippers, it was going to cost us $20,000 just to get the gifts there. <laughs> and um, so we looked at, at a bunch of different uh, options and it just wasn't possible. God closed the door uh, last fall for us to do that. And so we began planning a few months ago, uh, looking at the possibility of doing this. Um, we believe that, that this could make a huge impact, uh, not only in our, in our churches that where we currently have pastors in those villages, but also in villages that they've identified where they would like to plant churches. We believe that this could be the first uh, seed that is sown in some of those uh, villages. And uh, so what we would love to do is we'd love to have everybody here at Northwest involved in some way uh, in this Joy to the World project. Many of you participated last December. You gave. We've got that money set aside for that component of this particular uh, project. That's going to be awesome. Every one of these villages and others are going to get the gospel in an audio uh, format. We're going to purchase Bibles uh, as well. Uh, but we want to give these little backpacks to each child uh, in these villages. And uh, I know some of you are sitting right there right now and you're going, that sounds huge. That sounds like, how would you ever pull that off? Um, we don't know exactly yet. Um, but we've done some good work, which makes us uh, believe that it is possible. And so I want everybody to participate in some way. 
That means every family, every person in every family, we want you to give at least one of these bags. These are not going to be shoe boxes. They're going to be the string backpacks like you've seen um, so that they have a practical use past the shoe box. Emmanuel was excited uh, about that so that the shoe box will, will go away, but the backpack will be something that they will use on a, on a regular basis. So we need um, a lot of you to help with logistics, with just gathering all of those, putting that together. Uh, we set as a goal 1,000, and then just even in the last uh, few days of talking to Emmanuel, I'm thinking probably we really need 2,000. Um, so uh, if 500 was difficult, <laughs> and if 1,000 was double that, then 2,000 um, ought to be a but-God thing, right? And um, so we want everybody to be involved. Now, there are a number of you, how many of you have ever watched a... Uh, Operation Christmas Child video, promo video that we've done or at another church, and you've said, I would love to go give those shoe boxes to those little kids. Anybody ever done that? That's what I thought. See? Never asked that question before, and I could have told you that was going to be the response. There are a number of you that even right now, something in your heart says, I want to go, I want to be part of that. And already there's another list on the other side of your head that's going, here's why I can't do this. All right? Get rid of that list, all right? That list is irrelevant, all right? Just start thinking about the possibility, many of you, of going with us. I had a dentist in our church just last hour. I haven't even told Emmanuel this. And she came to the door and she said, I'm sitting there saying, I'm there. She said, could you use a dentist to go? Could we run a dental clinic? Any dental needs? Yes, yes. Emmanuel's going to the dentist tomorrow here, right? He thinks it's going to be fun. <laughs> Yeah, uh-huh. After a little bit of that gas that they're going to give you, it will be fun. I'm going to go and videotape while he is at the, <laughs> well, he's at the dentist. So already, God's opened up that door. She's going home this afternoon and going to talk to some colleagues of, her, uh, of hers. She believes that we could set up a dental clinic right there in Cachaliba at the same time. So um, I want many of you to think about going, to think about being part of this project. There's some of you that can't go, but there are many of you here at Northwest. God has blessed you in an incredible way with resources. And um, you don't own them. You're a manager, right? Uh, this will be a great way for you to invest some of those things that God's, in, God's entrusted into your care so that other people can actually go. I believe, I've talked to Emmanuel, he agrees with me. Um, this project has the ability certainly to change lives right now. But I believe this is going to be seed that we're going to spread all over the place. And we are going to reap a harvest for many years to come. I believe we're going to be telling you stories about churches that are going to be planted. And this was our initial contact uh, was through this Joy to the World uh, project. So it's a big deal. Um, and we would love for you to visit. There's a kiosk right out in the uh, cafe area. You can uh, pick these up as you leave the auditorium uh, this morning. Uh, there are a number of people that we need to be involved in logistics. The planning has already begun. Uh, we have our two most gifted administrative people on our staff that are all over this. David and Angie are all over this. Um, I am going to carry the torch, and I'm going to shout it from the rooftops, uh, but I don't have to be involved in any of the organization of it. Uh, these two people, though, God is really gifted on our staff, and they've already started. They're preparing. They've bought stuff for bags and weighed each bag and done all those things that would, I can't even stand to think about having to do those things 
but they've already done that, so we're well on our way. I know a number of you are going to want to be involved in that way. And then if you're interested in going, you're going to need to fill out an application and go through that process. And we're praying that God will lay it on the hearts of at least 30 of you uh, to participate with us at the end of November, beginning uh, of December. I guarantee you, your Thanksgiving, your Christmas will be the best you've ever had as you step out a little bit of your com- out of your comfort zone and you go into a place where uh, people are going to be incredibly grateful for how you serve them, but we're going to see also some incredible fruit uh, along the way. All right? Are you excited? You better be, because I'm really excited uh, about this, and we are going to make this happen one way or the other. <clears throat> we're going to make this happen. I, we're convinced God's opened up the doors And we want you to be part of it. I want everybody at Northwest to have some level of involvement, whether you help with logistics, whether you give generously, or whether you go or whether you do all three. And uh, we're going to celebrate in December, and I believe for years to come, how God uh, uses this particular project. All right? Let me uh, pray with you. And uh, in fact, Emmanuel, I'm going to ask you to pray this time. I prayed last service. Just pray over this project. All right? And uh, then the band's going to come back out, and we're going to sing Joy to the World, all right? That's our theme, and I know you're not supposed to sing Joy to the World in, uh, in, in April, um, but we've got our version of it here at Northwest, as many of you know anyway, so we're going to sing Joy to the World uh, together as well. So Emmanuel, why don't you uh, close us in prayer, and uh, just ask God to go before us and to, and to pave a way uh, for this project to do great Allow things. Allow me to pray in Pocot. Yes, you'll pray in Pocot, and then I'll translate as he prays. Just kidding. That's not going <laughs> to... Some of you are going, wow, man, he's learned the Pocot language. No, I know three words. But you pray in Pocot, and we will agree with you in English. How about that? All right, let's pray. Pabumbakai na yeso, tarorot nyo sapay, iindo yung kongun. Sarombolo ay chingi, tarorot nyo tinya west. Sarombakai na yisana, kwa northwest community church. Sarombatangan jini mekwigo, mbari diot nilikam dongan nyondeng unyi, koropuga konawarawan na pataman kodeng. Sao mungle, soya na kanisan ite, Sultana la pay no coach or Kigok and Sam. Kanganikuru Morori Munimbolo Chini Tarot, Sreto Tonombolo Chini Sobin, Iripiche, Ayatak and Mokatak and Mukukana, Akilomangalon de Muni, Soya Tonda, Tutong, Mimis of Kuman Billy, Nukorno to West Cochalipai, Iribanichana in Tokini, Nakukola, Akutoroka and Molo Chini Tarot, Omeyeso Christo Nolagis of Indenja, Amen. Amen.